2022 is almost here. We have a few more days of 2021, and I'm looking back at the year and reviewing how it went for me personally and in business. This is The Graham Cochran Show. This is my channel, so I don't usually like to just talk about myself. I want to talk about you and what your business is doing and what it can be doing, but as we wrap up this year, last episode of the year, I want to bring you in a little bit behind the curtain to Graham, the person and the brand, and look at some of my wins and losses, surprises, things that went as expected, and things that I've learned in 2021 in hopes that it'll be interesting to you, inspiring to you, motivating to you, and encouraging to you. So come on behind the curtain, friend. Let's look at my year in review for 2021. Welcome to episode 140 of The Graham Cochran Show, where I'm here to help you build your online business, work less, and live, and give more. I'm your host, Graham Cochran. Honored to spend one final episode with you for the year 2021. I hope that this show, any of my content this year, has helped you live and give more and helped you build that online business that is the fuel for a life where you have more freedom, more time, more money, and more availability to live the life you want to live and give of yourself, give of your money, give of your resources, give of your talents to the people that you care about. So I hope that's helped in some way, shape, or form. Hopefully one episode did something for you this year year. If it did, let me know in a comment below, or if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, leave me a review and let me know that this show has helped you. I'm going to do a little bit of a review for you today and show you what I've been learning, how I've grown, um, what went as expected and what didn't go as expected, give you some of the details, both business and personal. But I want to give you something. I know we're at the end of the year, but this is the perfect time to think about next year to kick off your business or to jumpstart a sort of plateauing business. I'm going to give you my 30-day online income jumpstart. This is a guide for you to go from where you are right now to making money in 30 days. I, I try to make it as simple as possible. Someone asked me a couple of years ago, Graham, if you had to start all over, what would you do in the next four weeks to make money? This is what I would do. So it's a four-week checklist, step-by-step -step checklist to take you from maybe no audience or maybe small audience to making some money in 30 days. It's free. It's amazing. I've had students go make tens of thousands of dollars off of this. That's not typical, by the way. Usually we're looking at a few hundred bucks in the next 30 days, but you're still building the same framework of a business that can make you tens of thousands of dollars. So your results may vary, but you will make money in 30 days if you follow this. It's a free guide. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash jumpstart. Or if you're watching on YouTube, there's a link below this video. You can click that as well. Kick off the new year right. Make some money in the next 30 days with my online income jumpstart guide. Okay, so it's the end of the year. Happy New Year almost to you, depending on when you're watching this or listening to this. Um, what I thought I would do is look back in three areas. One, what when is expected and what came as a surprise, both in my personal life and in the business. Uh, and then I wanna walk through what was my best moment in the business and personal life and worst moment business uh, in personal life. And then I wanna share at the end three nuggets of knowledge, of wisdom, of things that either I learned this year or were reinforced this year or that I saw work this year that I could pass on to you in the hopes that at least one of those nuggets you can take and run with. 
for 2022. Sound good? Okay. So what came as a surprise? What went as expected? Let's look at um, what went as expected this year. In the business, in this personal brand, Graham Cochran, revenue grew as expected. Um, this was what I, my plan for this year and my goal for this year was to cross over the $1 million mark for my personal brand. I, I've done it in the Recording Revolution. Uh, the first time I crossed over that mark was three years ago for the Recording Revolution, but I hadn't done it yet for my this new business, which is only three years old. Um, so this was the year. I felt like this was the year I could do it, and I did it. Crossed over a million dollars this year in revenue in my personal brand, which is phenomenal. That I, I don't want to poo-poo that, but that was what I expected to do this year and was able to do that. Um, what also went as expected, which is interesting, was writing my book. Uh, I wrote my book, How to Get Paid for What You Know, comes out March 2022. Uh, Pre-order now on Amazon um, or wherever you buy books. I was writing the proposal mid-2020, got an agent, shopped the proposal around all of last fall, and was in talks with two publishers at the end of 2020, finally signed my deal in February, early February of this year, 2021. Took like a month to get the contract, right? It's just a slow process. Um, but then I spent Q1 of this year writing the book. If this book does well, as well as I hope it does and believe that it will, and if I'm able to sign more book deals to write book two, three, and four and beyond, my prediction is that this book will have been the easiest book I've, I will ever have written. And it's partly because it's uh, content that I've taught for years, originally one-on-one -on -one with clients, then in group uh, coaching, and then in my courses, and then here. It's material that I know. It's my six-step method for building online businesses. Uh, weaved in with my story and to me, it was a pretty straightforward process. Now, it was daunting to think about writing a 55,000-word book. I've never written anything that long before. I've written thousands of blog posts, but blog posts are small compared to uh, you know, a, a book of this nature. So that was a little nerve-wracking, but my expectation was if I outline this thing, break it down, and then just put it in my calendar the days I'm gonna write and just chip away at it, it's just, it's inevitable. Like if I just keep writing, it's inevitable I'll get it done. And then I think it's well-organized material, and I have professional editors who went through this material for months and made it better, uh, and it, it worked. So that went as expected. Um, it's funny, I've just completed recording the audiobook, technically tomorrow, as of this taping, I have to record the last couple of chapters, and reading the audiobook is the first time I've read the book cover to cover um, since writing it. And so it's so strange reading it out loud in the studio and hearing it. And I thought to myself, man, this is a good book. So it, it is a good book, but hearing it, seeing it all come together, it was what I expected, but it's also a question mark because I didn't know what to expect. That went as expected. I'm really pleased with that. Um, I would say for personal, what went as expected, um, was able to get into our new home, which I'll talk about later. Um, what was a surprise was getting into our new home. <laughs> it didn't go as expected um, as we'll talk about in the next segment of this episode, but that was one of the big moments of like, hey, this is the year 2021 for my family was like, get into the new home. We've been building a house. Um, we bought this lot 
in the spring of 2020. And so we've been, it's been for a year and a half, like thinking about this house, designing it. It's a custom home. So drawing it up and then fine tuning it. And then, you know, all the design elements that my wife and her designer, I did a little bit of it, but it's mostly my wife just like imagining this home forever finally living in it now. And it's like, dude, I've known this house forever. It feels like, um, cause I saw it on paper and now I'm seeing it in person. It's really, really cool. That, that one is, is expected, but the surprise was, uh, the finish line to the house, which I'll get in, in the next segment. Business surprises though. I'll tell you one of the biggest surprises for me that in the business related to the book actually was the endorsements I was able to secure. Michael Hyatt, he, a longtime mentor and hero from afar. John Acuff, been reading his books for a decade. Bob Berg, author, co-author of The Go-Giver, my all-time favorite business book. Um, Dan Miller, author of 48 Days to the Work You Love. I read that book 15 years ago when I was stuck in a job I hated. Big Dave Ramsey fan, was listening to a lot of his stuff at the time. Um, on, on personal finance. And he's good friends with Dan Miller. And he talked about, hey, if you hate your job, one way to build wealth is to get into a job you love. You'll work harder. You'll make more money. You should read my buddy Dan Miller's book, 48 Days to the Work You Love. Read that book. Um, I was like, gosh, this is what I want. I just couldn't, I couldn't find a way to make it happen until a couple of years later uh, when I, instead of finding a job, I had to create a job for myself. So it was an honor to have these gentlemen and, and others endorse my book. Um, was a huge surprise never would have expected that process. That was the part of the book process I was the most insecure about. It was like, I, I think I can write a good book. I know it'll help people. But in the author space, outside of the online space, I'm relatively unknown. How how am I going to secure some endorsements from people that I feel like will bring some, some you know, legitimacy to the book from the book space for people who are just picking up a book at Barnes & Noble, you know? what names would they might recognize in the business space or other spaces, career space. So that was a huge surprise. Hey, and then here's another pleasant surprise was this year I hired a full-time content strategist. Uh, the dude is amazing. His name is Marcus. And he's been a longtime student of mine. Um, and I would call him a super fan. And this is just a little bonus tip for you. If you have super fans who continue to add value to what you're doing and know your brand inside and out, they can become really great team members to hire either part-time as a contractor or full-time. Uh, Marcus was part-time for a while. He's come on full-time. The dude's in my YouTube backend. He's looking at analytics, coming up with content ideas, content for my uh, membership, uh, just sort of like an ear to the ground, like he is my target market and he knows my brand both from the audience perspective and then he knows my content that I've taught intimately so he can look at what I've covered, what I haven't covered, find gaps. He's been indispensable, great guy. And that's been a, a surprise. I wasn't looking to hire anybody this year, um, but it's just been great to have another brain on that. So that's been a huge surprise for 2021. Okay, best moment. Uh, for me in the business and worst moment for me in the business. Okay, business best moment. I would say there's so many this year, but the, the moment that I remember that was just like, what is happening was Bob Berg endorsing my book, How to Get Paid for What You Know. And the reason why, beyond just the fact that his book, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm gonna point to it. His book is right there, The Go-Giver. Buy it right now, go read it. It'll take you one hour. Book will change your life. Um, business and personal life. Phenomenal book. Uh, the book I wish I had read, uh, wrote. 
Uh, I quote it substantially in my book, especially in chapter two. Um, Bob and I connected briefly on Twitter three, four years ago. I did a book review of The Go-Giver on my YouTube channel, um, and he saw it and liked it. Um, and we connected on Twitter about it, and he just said some nice things about it. And it's pretty cool because the YouTube algorithm attached my video to one of his videos. Uh, so one of his main videos recommends my video all the time for The Go-Giver, and that's been great for traffic for me. But Bob just had some nice things to say about my review of the book, and I just had an opportunity three years ago over Twitter just to say, hey, thank you for writing this book. Um, this is the business model I had all along, but you put words to it. You put a descriptive to it. You put a story to it that helped me better understand the business model that I already had created without realizing it. Um, but I hadn't talked to him and I don't really know him well at all. I have no connection with Bob. And so I was like, man, I would love Bob's endorsement for this book. It would mean a lot to me. But at the very least, I would just love for him to read this book, to just know how much of an impact this book has had on me to see me quote him in, in the book. Um, I went to his website, couldn't find an email address. All I could find was a contact form. And just, here's a little bit of encouragement for you. If you ever wanted to just reach out to somebody that seems like a stretch, I couldn't even craft a good email because of a stupid content form. I couldn't attach the manuscript. I couldn't, so it was just all had to be, you know, in text or HTML link. Um, so I, I, I sent him my, my pitch for endorsements. I have a whole process that I learned from my buddy, Jordan Rayner, for how to pitch people for endorsing your book. But I, I just sh shot in the dark. Bob, we connected, you know, three years ago on YouTube, Twitter. You enjoyed my book review of The Go-Giver, whatever, and I linked to it in case you wanted to remember, because he's not gonna remember me. Um, you've had a huge impact on me and my business. I'm a first-time author. I'm getting published, book comes out in March. Um, it's all about this. And it really, it's all about your your business model, my business model, it, it resonates. There's so much overlap, so much convergence there. Uh, and I quote you substantially in this book, especially in chapter two. Um, I think you would love this book. I think you'd love this book. I would be honored if you'd read it. Here's some sections of the book I'd love for you to read. You know, here's a manuscript. I know you're busy. So anyway, I, my whole pitch, Here's the crazy thing. The next morning, I come into my office and there's an email response from Bob the next day. And his email says, and forgive me if I've told you the story already. I can't remember if I mentioned this in an episode previously. His email basically says, Graham, got your note. Thank you so much for the kind words. You know, the, the reality is I have been asked to endorse so many books and I have a personal rule, this is him speaking, that I must read the book cover to cover um, before offering my endorsements. Little known fact, if you're not in the author space, endorsements for a book doesn't mean that that person has read the book. <laughs> it might mean they know the person, trust the person. They might've read part of the book. Uh, you never know if they've read the whole thing. Um, so Bob was just making a point in his response to me that he has a personal rule that he must read the whole book before he can sign off on it, which I have a ton, a ton of respect for. Um, so he was telling me that was his rule. He's like, and because of that, and because of all the endorsement requests he gets, he's like, I have a stack of books on my desk right now, 70 books high. 
seven zero, 70 books high that I am behind on to endorse, to read and endorse. And most of those books have already come out and published now. And so I'm, I'm way behind to the point where I've now given up and I, I no longer do endorsements because I'm just too far behind. So I'm reading this and my heart's sinking. And then he says, but for some reason, I felt compelled to read and endorse your book. So I stayed up all night and I read your book. I woke up early this morning to finish the last couple chapters. And I have to say, it is fantastic. It's a fantastic book. And I love it. And I would like to endorse it. And so here's my endorsement. And he sends me this super amazing endorsement. Um, here's just a portion of it. Bob Berg writes, brilliant and much needed. This book can dramatically enhance your life and help you build a business and build a life that is a lot more fun, a lot less stressful, and a lot more profitable, all while bringing immense value to those you serve. And what could be better than that? Bob Berg, co-author of the Go-Giver and Go-Giver book series. I was like, what? So just the best moment uh, of, of the business was that interaction of like, I can't believe he got my message for one. Can't believe he responded to me too. Can't believe he felt compelled to read my book and he read it cover to cover and I can't believe he endorsed it. And it was such a great endorsement. I sent him a video back, just like telling him how blown away I was and just humbled I was. It was incredible. It was just a, it was a beautiful moment. And so as a, as a, as a, a fan of someone else to like reach out and have them get back to you and then to read your work and to endorse it and want their name on it is insane. My encouragement to you is never, like I almost didn't email Bob. I was like, he's not gonna get, he's not gonna get this message. It's a contact form. I know why people put contact forms on because they don't wanna put out their email address. They're not, you know, they're gonna have some assistant check it maybe. Most times I reach out to people via contact forms. There were a ton of people, authors, big time authors, heroes of mine I reached out to, never heard back from. Um, so anyway, that was a great, great moment. Uh, as far as a personal best moment was moving into our new home, just getting into the home and being able to, we have, we've hosted a few parties here. We did like a taco neighbors and friends party, um, last month. It was just amazing. I make a killer margarita, stole my dad's recipe. We had like margarita on tap. Uh, we had tacos, people brought food. Um, it was like 30, 40, 50 people spilling out into the back. It was just beautiful being able to host people um, and have a big party and celebrate. It was sort of like a delayed housewarming party, which I'll get to in a minute. Um, the builders were there. Uh, shout out to CNC Homes, Tampa, Florida. Uh, I mean, amazing, amazing night. And that was just like, a, that was like the moment I was like, we're in this house. It's real family, friends, uh, neighbors, brand new neighbors over, just so, so cool. So being in the house, we had a, hosted a Christmas party just a week ago, is amazing. I'll flip to personal worst though, and the business worst. Personal worst though was the house though. In the end, we were, we were on track, on time for most of the build. It's really, it has been a flawless build experience. Our builders were amazing. At the very end, because of our darn pool contractor, subcontractor, pool company, dragging their feet. And then they had their own issues with people with COVID and delays and stuff, but they dragged their feet to the point where that delayed everything else. We were so close to where we got to the finish line, the way I describe it, it was like we tripped and fell through the finish line. We got through the finish line, but we tripped through it. And 
was supposed to be moving into a completed house July 30th. Uh, and people have been over at our house since. Although the house is functionally done, there's still like that 0.5% and it's December. <laughs> it's not done. So, oh my gosh, it was just like, I couldn't believe, like the way it unfolded, we were like confident we'd be in. Um, and it was, it's just been the, like, I'm, I've been tired of complaining about it. It's really, you don't want to be that guy complaining about your gorgeous custom dream home uh, that you are blessed to be able to build. Uh, and then like when people ask, how are you doing? The thing I want to complain about is this house <laughs> and it's hard. So there, I have like a few safe places where I can complain about that with people that won't judge me, but in the public, like, you know, people are, you know, struggling to find work or dealing with health issues or family issues, real problems. My, my house, it'll be fine. But honestly, it's just the mental weight of like, Moving is already a big hassle. Selling one house, moving to another house, building a house is a lot to think about. And then kind of like a thumbs down was the way it kind of, we wrapped up, but we got in and it's amazing. I'll tell you the, the worst moment of business for me, honestly, and this is what I expected it to be, was stepping away from the recording revolution. Um, if you don't know, my first business, the recording revolution, uh, started in 2009, still kicking it, running strong. In January of 2021, this year, I stepped away for the first time ever from being the front-facing content creator on that brand. So for 11 and a half years almost, I've been making YouTube videos, running blog posts, sending out emails, doing all the content, all the stuff. Um, outside of some guest posts here and there and some collaborations on products that have been amazing the last three or four years, it's been me on camera uh, and this has been a long time coming. And as a lot of you know, I've talked about transitioning out of that business. Uh, I ran both that business and this personal brand for about three years on the same at the same time. But I knew this was the year I had to step out because I felt like God really calling me into this brand and mentally I just needed to serve my students in this brand powerfully. And so we've been trying different things in the last two years to transition me out. And I knew it'd be sad. Um, to step out. The, gr the great news is that it's been, it's been kicking butt and it's still wildly profitable. The sad news is like that, dude, the recording revolution has been my identity for over a decade. It was my first online business. It's what got me to this place. It's what helped me become a millionaire. It's what helped me become uh, a seven-figure business owner. It's what put, you know, put me on the map in this little teeny world. You know, no one really knows who I am, but you know, you know who I am. And in this little part of the universe, um, on the map, as it were. It's what got me connections with some of my my heroes in the music space. It's what allowed me to, I always said it was my back door into the music industry. I tried to go through the front door as a singer songwriter, rock star musician, and that door got closed. And so I snuck in the back door as a YouTuber and blogger and a business owner. And it's, it, it's changed my family's life. It's given me the platform to have this business and to speak to you about online business. Um, and build a second million dollar a year business. I it is it changed my life. So it's like my baby. And to a hand it off to other people to make the content for it always hard. I've been slowly transitioning over the last three years to to be okay with that four years. But to step away, I knew it'd be hard. Um, and I think that's the 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 worst moment of, of business this year was just actually doing it. And because I delayed it, I I punted on this decision for a while. Uh, cause I was afraid to, to, to step out, um, and not do it. 
It was hard for me to step into this business. Finally did, it was hard for me to fully step away from the recording revolution because that's that's been who I am. And I've had people that have been sad and disappointed. Uh, people have been like, hey man, are you ever gonna come back? Um, I mean, I'm not I'm not gone, but I'm not I'm not gonna be the guy on camera. This that's not my calling anymore. I own the business. Um, I'm not in the business anymore. And so, yeah, bittersweet for sure. It's not like, oh yeah, I hate this thing. I wanna be done, bittersweet. Um, and so that's probably the hardest moment of 2021 for my business stuff. So knowledge nuggets. Um, I've learned so much this year, uh, but I was thinking about for you, like you follow me, you're listening, you're watching. At this point, you're, you're a super fan because you're still there uh, listening to this episode. And I was thinking about what would be most helpful to you of what I've experienced and, and learned this year, what would be most helpful to you? Um, so one's practical and two more, uh, the other two are more philosophical. So I hope that you take at least one of these to heart and apply it in your business in 2022. Number one, you don't need to reinvent the wheel to make money online. You don't need to reinvent the wheel. I don't just mean you don't have to reinvent the online business wheel that we've all been spinning before you, like me and many others have gone before you and we've we've paved the way, figured out what works and I'm, I'm, I've scaled the mountain, I'm coming back down the mountain, I'm telling you I found a way up the mountain, follow me and I'll show you the way up the mountain. There is a way, there's lots of ways up the mountain, that's the great thing about online business, but I've shown you a way that works, I've done it twice now to a seven figure a year level and I can show you how to get there. Um, so you don't have to reinvent the wheel in terms of come up with your own business model because Graham and others have done it for you. But that's not even what I'm talking about. I'm talking about in the microcosm of your own business, when you have something that's worked in the past or is working, you don't have to keep coming up with new stuff, okay? Specifically, I'll tell you an example for me, and this is what I'm referring to. My membership, my six-figure coaching community is called Graham's Six-Figure Coaching Community. It's amazing. You should join when the doors reopen, okay? They're gonna reopen again in the new year at some point. I love this, this community and it's only gotten better. It's been running for two and a half years now. Amazing online business owners in there, just like you who wanna to scale to six figures and beyond. And they wanna be working less while doing that. So there's new content every month. There's live coaching for me every month. There's a community that I'm in there every week with all these other business owners. You are in there, we're all helping each other. It's amazing. Um, I open and close this community twice a year and since 2018, excuse me, 2019, when I launched that community, um, I have launched it the exact same way every time. Meaning I have the same pre-launch content, I have the same launch emails, I have the same sales page, same sales copy, like nothing has changed about the way I've launched it, except for I'm able to add more testimonials each round because there's just so many more amazing people getting crazy awesome results. And that just sells the, the community even better. Instead of listening to Graham, just look what they did. Look what she did, look what he did. Like, it's amazing. That's the only thing I've changed. And every time I open the community and I have the same pre-launch material, I'm like, is this, is this gonna work? Do I, do I need to do something new here? Should, should I change it up? Then I run the same launch emails. Should I, you know, should I do different launch emails? Bro, dude, dudette, whoever's listening, like it works. It worked the first time, it worked the second time, then the third time, then the fourth time, then the fifth time. 
I'm like, I do not have to reinvent the wheel with this thing. I'm not saying you should just be complacent and never improve it, but you don't have to say like, oh, I launched it that way before. People have seen that stuff. They've seen those emails like, I can't do that again. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Because A, most people didn't see it because most people are new. B, even if they saw it before, doesn't mean that it's not going to work a second time. I'm on people's lists who have launched the same products for eight years. I see the same emails and they're still good. I'm like, dang, that's good. And it's either because I've bought it before and I've already know it and I have another email on their list or something, so I'm still seeing it, or I haven't bought it because I don't need it, but I still think they're phenomenal emails. So you do not need to reinvent the wheel to make money. My community has grown and grown and grown and I'm using the same stuff. Number two thing I learned uh, is that you need to push yourself to try new things and hard things. If you do that, you will be rewarded. I hate new things and I hate hard things. I'm gonna be honest with you. I like the easy path. I like comfortable, just being honest. Um, some people are like, dude, give me hard, not me. <laughs> dude, give me the, I, I make a living trying to make business and life easier for myself to win, right? To me, the easiest way to win is to make the game easier to play. So I, I, I don't play hard games. I try to play easy games. This year with the whole book thing, this is really hard and uncomfortable for me. Why? Because it's, it's a new lane. It's another thing that I could fail at. If I just stay in my online business lane, I feel pretty confident that I can, I can crush in this lane because I've got 12 years of experience doing this. The book thing has been a dream of mine that I stuffed down forever. And I finally, a year and a half ago, I was like, finally honest with myself. Like, no, I, I do want to pursue this. It was scary. It was scary to think, could I come up with a book proposal that's compelling? Would an agent take me on? Would any publisher say yes to me? I was rejected by over 30 publishers. Oh, it's embarrassing. And you know what some of the things they said? Well, nothing new here, nothing nothing interesting here that we haven't seen before. That's That, that, that kind of hurts to hear that. Um, and it's ridiculous because how many books do they publish that it's like the exact same thing? Come on, guys. Plus, this, is, this isn't the exact same thing. This, there's no book quite like this on the market. My mom said so, okay? She's very proud of me. But that was hard. And then writing the book and opening it up to professional editors to like tear it apart, super nerve-wracking. Like my editor's like, all right, thank you for turning in the manuscript. Congratulations, big accomplishment. I'm gonna go away and read it for a month. I'm gonna come back with, with critique. It's like, ugh. Then trying to secure endorsements, like I said earlier. I was so nervous about that because again, like what if I try to reach out to these people who are heroes of mine and they, they don't endorse it or they are like, no thanks, or they don't respond, like that's rejection. I don't like rejection. So really, really scary. But by pushing myself and doing it anyway, I've been rewarded. The book hasn't even come out and I've been rewarded. I got a book deal which is a huge bucket list. I got a freaking book deal. I have a publisher putting money behind me to release this book. That's awesome. Uh, and then two, I've got New York Times bestselling authors who have endorsed my book. It was scary to reach out to them. I was encouraged by a friend of mine, Cliff Ravenscraft, to start this little mini podcast, How to Become a New York Times bestselling author. And I just use that podcast as a networking tool to reach out to these people. And I, I 
every person I knew who knew a person who knew a person, I used that the connection as best I could. I was able to land Michael Hyatt and Jeff Walker and John Acuff and Dan Miller. Uh, Brendan Bouchard actually agreed to come on the show, but <laughs> I could not pin the guy down for an actual date. Uh, and then life went on and he's, he's super busy. But he did, he did agree to come on the show and we emailed back, back and forth a couple of times. So that was a win. Still haven't done the interview yet. Tony Dungy agreed to come on the show, which was a huge win, but he's gotten busy with football season and he doesn't check his email, but like once a year. <laughs> so so th those are like, that was scary to reach out to these types of people. But then all these people said, yes, so cool. So the book, Connecting with Authors, it's been a huge reward already. Huge reward already. But for you, think about what is what is the hard new thing that you, you know you should do, you want to do, but you're afraid to do. I want to encourage you to push through and do it anyway. I don't know how it's going to turn out for you, but there's a reward on the other end of that. You never are not rewarded, too many negatives, or you will always be rewarded for trying hard new things. You learn something new about yourself. You connect with somebody. You learn a new skill. You push yourself to a new limit. You realize you can do something you hadn't done before. You instill confidence. For me, reaching out to people and connecting is always scary. I've been doing it for 12 years and I'm an introvert by nature, I hate rejection. So it's a recipe for me to not wanna reach out and connect uh, and network. But every time I do, I'm rewarded. Every bit of press, every bit of like, like every big moment I've had has come from connecting with new people. That's been scary. Push yourself. I'm sure what's one thing you need to be pushing yourself to do this week that you're afraid to do? Like there's a reward on the other side of that. Final thing that I learned this year that I wanna encourage you in, and I don't know where you are in your online business journey exactly, but if this makes sense, I hope you'll find this encouraging. As you become more successful, and you will, the more successful you become, the more impact one new idea can have. When your business is starting out, it feels like you're pushing a boulder and it's a lot of work, a lot of strategy, a lot of effort, a lot of ideas to get a little bit of a payoff. And that's why so many people quit. They're like, Graham, I, I, I'm writing copy, I'm creating products, I'm creating content. I'm, you know, it's all this work and I'm maybe making $3,000 a month. What's the point? The point is, <laughs> get past that point. Once things start rolling, reading one book and implementing one idea taking one person's course and implementing one idea, being on one live webinar or training and taking one idea, being in one mastermind call and getting one takeaway of something you haven't considered before from it, just one little idea. When you already are successful, you have a system in place, you have traffic, you have your baseline revenue coming in, just implementing one little idea can have exponential disproportionate results. I love this about becoming successful because everybody says, oh, when you're successful, like you have to do all these new things and like if you'll just plateau doing the same things. Well, yeah, you can't keep doing the same thing exactly the same forever. You always need to learn. But the beauty of it is you can take one little idea, infuse it into your business and it can print money for you. Like, way more than the people who are working harder than you who are starting their business. Like business should get easier the more successful you become if you're doing it right. 
And the more successful you become, the more impact one little idea can have. So what that does for me is like when you're going into this new year, you don't have to do a bunch of new stuff this year. If you're already hitting some success, all you're hunting for is that one good idea, like one good idea a quarter, one good idea every six months can be game-changing for your business. And that idea might come from a book, it might come from one of my videos or podcast episodes, it might come from a course, it might come from a, a membership that you're a part of, a community, somebody says something powerful, shares an idea, it might come from a mastermind you're a part of, whether you're on the hot seat or someone else is on the hot seat, and you're like, oh my gosh, I haven't tried that. What if I tried that? Boom. It could be fuel on the fire. To me, that's exciting. So that's encouraging to you if you are already successful, like you are one small idea away from potentially doubling your income. And then if you are beginning and it's hard, this is encouragement to you that like it gets easier and it takes less effort to scale your momentum as you go. So do not give up Keep doing the hard work of building the infrastructure and the system so that you are ready to go so that those little ideas can just catapult you to greater success. The rich do get richer in online business in that those who have already had success, little bits of tweaking, a little bits of improvement, one idea, one small change can double, triple your income. But don't get mad about that. Like those good E-Trade commercials, like don't get mad get E-Trade, like don't get angry at the rich getting richer online, become one of those people. Like do the hard work that we've all had to do to get to this point. But then the honesty, the honest reality is it's not hard once you get things going. Like I'm not working hard. I'm not gonna be, you know, Grant Cardone. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be Gary Vee. I'm not gonna brag about how hard I work because I don't work hard. I, I did work hard in the past, Nothing crazy, I never worked over 32 hours in a week, but come on, it's not hard. Once you get going, and this is what I want for you, once you build the business right, it becomes so much easier to just like little bits of effort, like keep the snowball growing. That's where you want it to be. And that's my encouragement to you is that was only reinforced this year. Little ideas from books, courses, uh, coaching, like all skyrocketed revenue, all led to, to massive opportunities. It's so crazy and it's so exciting. So I get excited for you when I think about your next year, 2022, you're one little idea away from just massive, massive success, which is so cool. It's not a bunch of things. It's not 10Xing things. It's the right idea at the right time and, and you're close. Okay, that's my encouragement for you, my friend. That was my 2021. I would encourage you to do something very similar. Write down what was your best moment or worst moment in business best moment, worst moment, personal, thing that went as expected, the thing that surprised you. And what, what, would you, what would be your biggest takeaway that you learned in 2021 in business that you could pass on to someone who's a step behind you? Force yourself to think about it. What have you learned this year? Hopefully you've learned a lot. Hopefully you've learned some stuff from me. That's why I'm showing up every week. But what, what have you learned that really, really works that you're gonna hold on and take with you into the new year. And if you need something to kickstart it, download my 30-day online income jumpstart guide. It's insane. It's step-by-step -step blueprint to go from where you are right now to making money in the next 30 days. GrahamCochran.com slash jumpstart. If you're watching on YouTube, just click the link below. Happy New Year, my friend. I hope you had an amazing 2021. 
I am so excited for 2022. I have some exciting stuff planned. Stay tuned for next week. Got something cool for you. So uh, we're going to kick off the new year right. And I'm excited to do that alongside of you and have some amazing stuff in the works for you as well. And I hope that we'll work together in 2022. Continue to show up, continue to digest this, this show, continue to implement it as well. And you're going to have success. I'm here for you. I'm rooting for you. Stay healthy, stay safe. I'll see you on another episode. We'll see you.